Hello, nerds. Welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show that's based on a comic book or comic book property. I am your host for the evening. My name is Taylor. If you are just joining us for the first time, you're probably wondering, like, what? What does it mean, like, comic book or comic book properties? It's all live-action television shows that are based directly on comic books or... If they're like sort of spinoffs, like say your Fear of the Walking Deads, or uh, I don't know, like Powerless, which is not on the air anymore. Spider-Man's it, Castle. Yeah, that's that's based on a comic book property. Right. Yeah. It's which it, one? It's the one where um, <laughs> which castle? It, yeah, it's his the third one. one. Oh, I was thinking um, like Frank. Uh, no, not Frank Castle. Who's a uh, castle? Nathan Fillion, uh, crime fighter. That's just Castle. You, yeah, we, we were we were just saying castle, and you couldn't think of the word castle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Where's that word's got castle in it? What's uh, what's what's a castle? Yeah. And uh, with me as always is Greg. I am Greg, and I am here with you right now. Yeah, watching, ready to talk about castle. Yeah, you're watching me sundown right now. <laughs> also with me is Ryan. Hey, you call me Ryan, and not what you typically call me. Not Greg. I appreciate that. Well, listen, a lot of people are not Gregs because there's only one Greg. Yeah, I know. What what can you do? Sorry, not Gregs. Oh, that's better true, luck next time. Every time we see, every time we watch and review something that has a character named Greg in it, like yeah. we roll our eyes, like that's fucking fake. Yeah, there is just the one. Yeah, and I think it's nice that you guys don't give me too much a hard time about how that confuses me when there's a character named Greg because that is tough for me. If the, if there were another Greg, that would be well, very yeah, confusing. I mean, you've never had to experience it, so like yeah. that's very traumatic for you. For me, I like it when there's a character named Ryan because I've never ever met an adult named Ryan. Uh-huh. Like it's only eight year old boys. <laughs> And so to watch like an adult in a suit do business things named Ryan, I didn't. That's awesome to watch. That you must think be they, like, so nice for you. <laughs> do you think all the Ryan, other Ryans, like die in skateboarding accidents yeah. when they're fourteen or something? They all crash into each other, skateboard they style. All keep it too sense. radical. I there's I don't know what good the, like Taylor Swift being famous has done for me because still when it's I only go, bad. still when I go to the Wendy's and they're like, what's the name for the takeout order? And I say Taylor, not a single one of them knows how to, how to spell it. Uh huh. So not, they're Wait, always, is like, it with the I like that job? They, they straight up have spelled it every way except the correct one. And I think at this point it's like, they're playing a prank on me because everyone knows, Hey, there's this weird skinny white dude who comes through he couldn't go to the Costco anymore because they learned his name. <laughs> and you spell yours the correct way, T-A-A with an umlaut, I-L-O-R-D. Yeah, and, and the T-L-O-R-D. That's me. And the D is just an eight, right? Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a sideways eight for infinity because I never die. But like each part of the eight has a mean face. Yeah, fuck yeah. Do you think I'm this hardcore. place is just trying to retain your business by purposely never learning your name? Well, Sometimes they'll like get it right. They've well, unlocked on the them. secret. Sometimes I don't just eat a f- fries and Frosty, and sometimes I go to the Del Taco and I get some cheese quesadillas. I don't eat well. You just <laughs> said that you eat cheese quesadillas. That You're I, eating like a king. That's You know what? That is fair. That is, when I was a child, I thought, man, someday... I'm going to be rich enough that I'm going to eat cheese quesadillas from a <laughs> taco restaurant that I've never heard of at this point in time because we do not have them in my area of the country. And you know what? I fucking made it, you guys. You, they don't have Del Tacos everywhere because it's gross. No, because the rest of the country does not deserve not the either. greatness that Del it's, Taco it's is. It's the same way that like, there's not Taco Buenos everywhere. It's How like far do you it. think Del Taco goes? Because I think of it as like almost an exclusively like Southwest. Yeah, I, I think like Arizona. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I think only California, but well, yeah, I, I also think it seriously might be only a California. I business. also spent a sum total of about three hours in New Mexico and like four hours in Arizona. So, so you 
done the whole thing. I the best way to find out if it's only in California is how many songs about Del Taco does the Red Hot Chili Peppers have. <laughs> how, however often they sing about it, that's it's just Turn California. Going to eat at Del Taco. A chica chica pom pom, quesadilla. Take a chica pom with the rice and all down. Chica pom pom. But it truly is some of the worst fast food. Greg, I'm sorry. I have to disagree with Quality you. Quality-wise. It's, uh, it's, it's among the best. If you're talking about, you might be confused. Taco Bell is the single worst fast food that there is. That's, I think you're also right. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fight for either of these I, two places. I, I, I think it's a race to the bottom. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> 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 this is a superhero hour. Hour. Yeah. We're getting it done. Oh, got it on lock. We're gonna be talking about Black Lightning later. Before we get to that, more of that energy in the super serious Shushy bullpen. Super serious shushy bullpen, the part of the show where we uh, have a little fun with it. We get kicked back. We talk some business. We don't have to. Uh, we don't have to just like talk about shows. We can just talk about you know the general world at large. It's party and business. It's mullet in the front, mullet in the back. Exactly. That's how we do it. We're all mullet. Now this week we're doing a little thing called hot stove trades. Now for those of you who don't know, because I obviously know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, we are going to each, we're representing uh, our respective shows that we've chosen, and uh, we're going to be sort of the GMs of these shows, and we're going to uh, call up some other shows and see uh, what sort of trades we can make, try and uh, bolster up our roster a little bit, see if what we can uh, do, shake some things up a bit, you know, trust the system, you know? Definitely. That's a thing that I've heard before. Now, also, I'm going to try to give 110%. Well, listen, I, when I go out on that field, I always try to give 110%. You can't have, you know, we go out there and you try to get the result. I'm going to try to, like, use the information available, but you can't forget about the human element. Mm-hmm. You really can't forget about the human element. Also, got about- not forget about the human element. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, mm-hmm. why don't you start us off? What, uh, what, have, what have you got going on over here? <clears throat> I am representing Sabrina. The Teenaged Witch. The Teenage Witch. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to boop, 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 dial up Riverdale. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. Hey, it's Greg here with Riverdale. Hey, Riverdale. Sabrina here. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm loving all the people I got on my show, and I don't need any other people. Now, we, we're in the off-season right now, so I did have a little bit of a question for you. And I know, like... We're just talking here. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing's on the record. We're all totally fine. But I noticed something about one Shannon Burser. Shannon Burser. Yeah, I was going to see if in this offseason she was available right now. Now, obviously, as the representative for Riverdale, I know who that is. Right. Yeah. right. I'm a pro, and so I would know. Yeah, me stepping in here, I'm, uh, I'm Taylor on I'm the line. Oh, Taylor's on the line. I'm going to patch well, it through to Taylor right yeah, now. I'm, okay, I'm, all right. I'm Greg's assistant over here on Riverdale. Uh-huh. Uh, so could I'm, you get me a coffee, please? Uh, yeah, uh, we'll get that right up right after we talk about uh, Shannon Burser. He wrote who the is, spreadsheets for yeah, us. Yeah, who is uh, a Barb from Stranger Things or oh, Ethel Muggs on Riverdale. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, she's great. I'm gonna go run get that coffee real quick. And thank I'll, you, uh, thank you. I do like um, a little bit of cream, uh, one grain of sugar, and no coffee, please. Okay, thank you very much. So you're coming at me trying to get Barb. I'm trying to get Barb. I understand that, and I like I. You guys have your own game plan. You guys are doing your own thing over there. It's it's going very well. Yeah. I don't know if you're utilizing all the things in my. What I'm trying to do for my team is I'm trying to like boost up my uh, friend. I'm the secondary. Uh-huh. I think is lacking. I've been told that that's not the case. That the who you got over there? You got Roz. I got Roz, and yeah. then like a blind girl. I think. 
Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not on the day-to-day. So you're looking for more of a bruiser type. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's somebody out there protecting uh, the friends, and I think that to have Barb, as we do call her, right? That's still her nickname on even Riverdale. Um, to get her in the Sabrina crew, I think that would really boost our stats. Okay. Well... And I think that she does fit perfectly. Like, as far as, like, our coaching scheme goes, she's not... Like, she's going to fit right into what we're doing here. We agree with you that she's great for you guys. What we're looking for is a little bit of reciprocity well, I mean, on not, the other side. Not great, great. Like, not that much reciprocity. No, you I mean, just... You kind of just painted you a picture You don't there. need that much. And I think for the sort of, like, raw sexual energy uh, and magnetism... You can have Harvey. Yes, absolutely. I think Is that gonna, where you were going? We're going to have to ask for Pierce here, right? I mean, look, look at the spreadsheets. Uh, hold on. Uh, excuse me. Just call him up. Just call uh, him up and look at him. Okay. Uh, uh, bing, bing, bing. Bing, bing. <laughs> so does... Is that, your, is that yes to Pierce? <laughs> Is that yes to Pierce? Hey, uh, Greg. Yo, I do appreciate you taking my call. Maybe if you can have a robot that says other things than "bing, bing, bing" <laughs> next time, that would be great. <laughs> bing, bing. <laughs> yes, bing, bing. We got it. <laughs> I'm the robot, bing, bing. Uh, so what's it's Pierce? Yeah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> can you hear me? I say we. I say that's who, who we want. You want Pierce, and who is that? That's isn't it? isn't that the cousin? Oh, there's no fucking way you're touching the cousin. Greg, let's uh, get, uh, I thought this was a legit phone uh, call ring, right ring. now. Hello, everyone. It's me, the cousin Ambrose. Ambrose. From, from Sabrina. Ambrose Pierce. You were thinking of uh, Pierce, but his last name is, his first name is Brosnan. Wait, how did you, where'd you get Pierce? Oh, he has a, no piercings. That's why. He has no piercings. Okay, oh, well, that's right. All right, gotta go. Bing, bing. We, we want cousin Ambrose. Okay, there's no way that you're getting that. That would take like seven of your next first round draft picks to get Ambrose from this team. Okay. I will give you. What if we throw in Cole Sprouse? <laughs> Can you guys do that? Yeah. Well, we could trade the whole. Well, uh, let, uh, sir, uh, here's I'm your. I'm trying to make my show, your... be- my team better, though, here. Yeah. I don't well, want some typewriting hat wearing nerd. Oh, my nerd. gosh. What can't Cole Sprouse do? He can narrate. He can be one of the characters. Also, and... the chemistry. Guys, think about the chemistry. Are we ready to separate Cole Sprouse from his real life and TV girlfriend, Lily Reinhardt? <laughs> uh, listen, fellas, I, first of all, Ryan, here's your cream and one grain of sugar. I appreciate that. Um, I, I listen. I love Cole Sprouse over here with us on Riverdale, uh, but honestly, he's he's been kind of a dick to me personally. So I would like to get him out of here. That's just me just spitballing here. Yeah. Uh, I will do this trade. I will give you Ambrose for Barb, Skeet Ulrich, and Luke Perry. Okay, buddy, what's it going to take to get Pierce? If your show doesn't have a Pierce, then we're not going to do any deals with you. You are going to have to find one person named Pierce and send him over. Okay, I'm going to talk to Bing Bing now. Ah, uh, Bing Bing, we're shutting it down. No deal for you. <laughs> Both shows canceled. <laughs> All right, I tried, I failed. Uh, tough luck, Ryan. Well, that's that's a tough blow for Ryan. Greg, uh, you're next up. Who you got? All right, I am representing the gifted. Oh. All right. Now, I would like to also trade with Riverdale, so I guess I'm going to have to talk to Bing Bing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to... I'm going to take over Riverdale real quick, <laughs> and then me and Bing Bing are going to handle this. Okay. I want to start with who I've got, because I think it's going to be someone that just ring, really... Ring, ring, ring. Hello? He's, he's pepping himself up. Ring, Wait, don't call him. He's going to call us. I'm calling you. Okay. Phone. Dial Bing Bing. <laughs> Dialing. Bing Bing. Bing Bing. Bing Bing. Bing <laughs> Hey, Bing Bing. bing it's bing. Greg. You're on the phone with Ryan and Bing Bing. Bing <laughs> Bing. We're good. Shut up. Listen, baby. 
I got a kid so good for your show, it's going to blow you away, okay? His name is Blair Redford. Have you heard of John Proudstar? He's the Thunderbird. Oh, the Thunderbird. Have you heard okay, of the Thunderbird? Okay, okay. Okay. We're listening. He's got the face, the hair, and the physique to get it done for your little thing over there at Riverdale. Okay. Get me Hiram Lodge on the phone right now. Bing, bing. <laughs> okay. Uh, hello. <laughs> Hiram Lodge, hello. It's me, Greg, from the podcast. Oh, Greg. My, me, Consuela. <laughs> <laughs> now. That's are you his a- actual name. <laughs> are you aware of John Proudstar? We're obviously uh, aware of him, and we love all of his work. Of course, yes. Of course, Miha. I am going to need that guy that plays Reggie. Uh, done. Yeah, it's done. It's, the, it's a swap. No one's even going to notice that we traded. <laughs> you know what? In. Uh, Ryan, can we take a, to a, another extension real yeah. quick? Yeah. Greg, if you would, uh, hold on one yeah. second. Hey, uh, really listen, that. he didn't uh, specify, so we just gave him the Reggie who's off the show now. Right, the Reggie who murdered someone. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, the uh, one who the one who was accused of like kidnapping yeah. uh, Courtney Love's husband or yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. I just wanted to make Wait, sure we were on the same page on who, who was she Courtney was. Love's husband. That's I, it's it was, so hard to remember. It was, it was, it was, she was famous, but who yeah, who was, was he? he? All yeah. right, Greg, you're back on. All right, I you just got a uh, Reggie. Can I confirm that this is the original Reggie? Hold yeah. on, Greg, one minute. Yeah. Bing, bing. Wait, yes, it's the original Reggie, right? Bing, bing. Okay. Greg, you're back on. Yes, it's the original Reggie. I want to make sure I was not being fooled in any way. Of course Or not. making a terrible deal for my franchise, All which, right, again, well. is the gifted. Well, thank you so much, Greg. I'm very happy with this trade. Ding! <laughs> All ding, right. ding! That's the worst review you can get when making a trade. <laughs> uh, well, guys, now it's my turn, uh, so I'm just going to do a real quick trade. Um, I am here representing The Walking Dead. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to call up my fine friends over at my AMC sister show, uh, Preacher. Uh, ring, ring. Hello? Hey, buddy, what's up? It's me. I'm Taylor. I'm over here representing The Walking Dead. Oh. Bing, bing. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, bing, bing's on the line. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh, you guys snatched him over from the CW? Yeah. Well, no. AMC has their own version of bing, bing. <laughs> oh. Bong, bong. Oh. My man, Big Bing Bong Bong. We just bought a lot, a lot of <laughs> Law and Order <laughs> reruns. So the Law and Order Bong Bong Bong. Uh, bong, bong. Oh, I love my dude Bong Bong. All right, now listen, Preacher. Yes. I'm here. I'm here with a great deal for you guys. Okay. Listen, what I can do for we you. We really take care of our characters over here. That is all that I want because we've got a character that has been souring a little bit on our show, but I think we can find a really good home for her, and we want her to land on her feet. I've got one Michonne for you, and before you say anything, she comes with the sword. Bong, bong. Yeah, Michonne, that, like, that's a, that's a now, blue chipper. Now, I, obviously, I'm going to want a little something over here to refle- refresh our blood a little bit. What have you guys got going for me? What can you offer in exchange for this? You know, What can we get going? Um, Taylor, if you could please wait on hold real quick. Okay, uh, yeah. Bong, bong. Um, we have Joseph Gilgan and Ruth Nega. Untouchable. Uh-huh. I don't I don't give a shit about anybody else. Yeah. I'll take Michonne for anyone. If Jesse Custer's just played by Michonne, that's fine with me. Yeah. Let's do that. We'll say this how about how about this, dude? The star of the show. Okay. That's who we'll give you for this is gonna the work. JC himself. Taylor, are you back? Uh that's me. Yep. Bong bong. <laughs> oh bong bong, my man. Oh, we're getting drinks later. Are you sure you don't just want bong bong? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no no no. Listen, I just respect him as a person. He is a, an expert deals man. You've got to see this dude work. Look, we have to make a move. 
right? Our owner is up our butts, and you you know what that's like. Oh, absolutely. Um, and so we will take your um, half-ass supporting character, and we're, we're just going to throw the lead character right at you, uh, even trade one-on-one, and let's make this a deal right now. I'm I'm getting Mr. Mamma Mia himself? Yes. Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> that's the Pierce. <laughs> oh, I got my Pierce? Oh, fuck yeah. Trade is done, baby. Bong bong, I love you, homie. You're the best. Get this guy a stew. All right. Oh, all right. Bing, bing, you got all that right? Bing, bing. Hold, uh, let's not be unfair. Let's get everyone a stew. I would love a stew. All right, fellas, we're all getting a stew. That's been the bullpen where we cooked up a mighty fine stew of trades on this hot stove. Now, gentlemen, that is it for the bullpen. Now we're moving into our main event where we talk about this week's episode of Black Lightning. We pray at night for the helpless. Hoping you get us through breakfast. Wishing somebody come save us. Black Lightning's back. Come to shock the haters. This week on Black Lightning, Jin and Khalil are on the run from everyone. But first, Khalil just needs to stop off at his old job and pick up some stuff. Which, of course, leads to a ridiculous fight scene set to a fresh God Holly jam. Yeah! Ooh! Mm, okay. All the other characters try to track these star-crossed lovers down, including a new villain named Cutter, who seems to work very hard not to cut people. Before the episode ends, we see Tobias Whale figure out the secret identity of Black Lightning, which, I mean, we all knew, but still. So, gentle friends, I ask you this. A nemesis learning your secret identity is an important stage in every superhero's journey. Do you think Black Lightning, based on the episode you just watched, has the chops to bring something fresh and interesting to this trope? And that was, you're talking about Tobias going, wait, yeah, this girl. Because um, he's like, cause, oh, shit, got it. Yeah, he's like, wait, in the pilot, you went to go save this girl, and now you're saving her again? What are the uh, chances of that? This is actually one of my favorite comic tropes, because they always, most comics will find a way for it, it to make sense that the villain would not reveal it. Like, yeah. I don't care anymore. I'm above that. Or if I reveal it, I make him a martyr, or whatever. So I don't think it changes that much. It does push the story forward, which is what I always want. But I don't think it's going to, like, change it so, like, he cannot go in public anymore. Yeah, well, I don't think that Tobias Whale is going to, like, tell everybody. I think that he's going to just target the individual members of that family. And that's always, like, the main concern when somebody figures out your secret identity. They and hopefully this- Tobias a copy. <laughs> that's... I just I want I don't know why I do this show anymore. I want I, I gave you a bucket of things to throw. You choose not to throw them. I just I want to leave. Uh I yeah, I don't know about this whole Black Lightning's identity being revealed. Like I feel like we've done this enough. I'm wondering if they're doing this because they feel like the show is going to run out and they are trying to just hit all of the moments that they can. I feel like what they're doing from just watching it in a week in week out is they have been showing this family basically falling apart, and this yeah. is going to accelerate that and push it to a real crisis point, and probably then also bring them back together when they all unite to beat the bad guy. But just all that sounds very paint by numbers. It sounds like a, yeah. a series of moves that you can say are going to happen. As uh, like a someone who puts like Spider Man in the center of the hero universe, yeah, I like he took off his mask in front of everyone, and they had to do a ton of ride arounds oh, in order man. to uh, solve that. But there's been a dozen villains who have figured it out, and then something interesting happened. I think this is awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, when— And how long, like, do you think, Greg, based on the amount of episodes that you've seen, how, how long do you think Tobias Well has left in him? Like, is this every episode for the rest of the show's life, or 
are we maybe done in this season, and then the next season we can get somebody new? Is I, he the kingpin, or is he like the bullseye? I think it has to be closer closer to being the bullseye. I think that they almost need to be done with him. It's, he's never quite really fit, and they actually introduced another more interesting villain uh, last season, but then they did a move that's pretty cool for a show to do, which is she seemed like she was tougher than him, but then he killed her. You know, Tobias Whale killed her. And she is... The her is the person in the painting. Yeah, Lady Eve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think he's on his way out. So this is probably the last very interesting thing that they can do. I think it is a good move. I just wonder if there's going to be anything new. And I guess what I'm excited about is that because it's probably going to bring this family back together, this show is at its best when the family is together. Yes. That's- I know it's hard to keep them all peacefully coexisting under one roof and have that be a show. It's but like the when, show is more enjoyable that way. It's like when everyone in a high school show just keeps grad, like having four senior years, yeah. and they all have the same classes. But yeah, the family is the best part. And I'm, I'm tired of being, and I have not watched every episode, but I'm tired of being awkward with how Tobias Whale talks about black people. Yeah, that is rough stuff. Yeah, it really is. It's a, it's a lot of, a lot of you know, racism. And I, I get what the. The point is supposed to be, you know, um, that he's self-hating in that way. But it is just, it's tough to just stomach because it's like, you just don't want to hear somebody say that every episode. And when it seemed like they were going to bring in white villains to say it, I was like, oh God, I want to do that even less. Yeah. And then they kind of didn't like commit to that. They got out of that storyline right away because I think they were like, ooh, what do we do here? And so that's right where they went back to with him. You know, they really amped it up this week with his racism and everything. Um, do you feel like you can tell that this show is written by black people? In some ways, yes. I mean, I I still continue to feel like it's a show about characters that just happen to be black. But there are, without knowing better, I, there are moments. Like, I, I think this season has dealt a lot with, like, the centrality of the church in this community. And in a way that I, I wouldn't know if that's valid or not, or I wouldn't know if that's realistic or not. But it kind of seems... To me, that it probably is. Um, that's a way in which the show could be authentic. And I don't see that in a lot of other shows, you know, where the church has an institution that brings people together and this character of the reverend as, like, who's holding these people together and is very strong himself. Um, but a lot of times the show just feels, at, when it's at its best, like people just palling around. And that's what I miss so much about it because it's, it's taken this really dark turn the past few weeks and there's just a lot less space for the show to do that. Yeah, it feels like uh, the show is kind of a bummer to watch. Whereas, like, when we first watched it and we compared it to The Wire, uh, it was, you're right, it was the family being together was good and all of those things were fun to watch. Now it's, they're throwing sort of their, like, social issues at the screen and just seeing what sticks. And it feels like they are, from my understanding of, the previous weeks, it seems like they're cycling through all of those storylines really fast. They are. That's a part. Of, that's part of what's going on. Is they're they're burning through a lot of this stuff, and then the show doesn't have time to like digest it, and right. then it feels like a little hacky to be yeah. bringing up things that like. It feels like a lot of these things they're bringing up should be like season long arcs that they really explore, right. and they're yeah. doing them in one or two episodes, if that. And sometimes they'll just like do like a scene where we just address the thing and then it's not, it just seems like they are just bringing stuff up and not which t- handling it. Yeah. But to me, that means one of two things. One that it's closer to saved by the bell 
than it is uh, The Wire. And I don't want to admit that. I, I'm going to come out. I'll be the first person on the show to say that, like, The Wire is better than Black Lightning. Yeah. That was um, brave of you. But it's not Saved by the Bell. Like, they are not dedicating one issue to one episode. Yeah. But I, it feels like then the other thing is that they're worried that people aren't going to be talking about or we're going to run out of social issues. That's not true. Yeah. When we, like how we live right now, when we live, we're going to have plenty of social issues for this show to be discussing. Do not ever feel like there's feet on your fire. Get into them and do them right. Yeah. The, I agree with that. I It's yeah. It feels like they are taking the attitude of like social media takes to social issues which i think is the wrong way to tackle it not even a 24-hour news cycle but like right six hour yeah they like they did a three episode like hey there's maybe gonna be a race war and then they were out they just like aborted it we're done and it feels like that's why i don't think i'm excited about this tobias knowing black lightning's identity storyline is because so far this season, they haven't shown that they're going to stick with a storyline like that. Also, you know that like a scene that's going to come out of that is Lynn, who's a drinker now because she accidentally killed 14 kids, uh, is going to get like captured by Tobias Whale and like intimidated and maybe hurt by him. That doesn't sound like fun. That doesn't sound no. like a fun thing to do. Yeah, I don't. I don't. That's yeah. I don't know why this this show. I really want it to be fun. It seems like it's only dark, and it reminds me of like the like DC universe shows a little bit where it's going, it seems like it's steadily going more and more dark. And I don't, I don't like that, but it's hard too, because if you don't try, we'll treat you like that. But if you do try, we're going to nitpick everything about you. Yeah. Like they are trying. And a lot of stuff is actually good. A lot of it is really good. It's just hard because it's weekly and it's on the CW, you know, like that changes stuff up. And so are they doing, uh, more good than harm. I do actually think so. For yeah. Sure. Yes. I yeah. I w- I yeah. Okay. I Based see on that. this one hour, the other thing that we got was I was introduced mostly to. I thought I was meeting a new character, a guy with long hair, but it turns uh-huh. out that that was his power. I actually remember that character, and his girlfriend is Anissa. No, Jen. Jen. Sorry. And him and Jen and watching them relate. That was that was really good, and yeah. I got to see a lot of drama that he caused and a lot of solutions that I hope, like I hope she's handling that correctly, you know? And in this hour, I got to see a lot of what that relationship was like. Yeah. And I think a lot of kids watching this would be like, Oh, do do that. Don't do that. You know? And I do think that goes back to, I think the writers of the show are very good at interpersonal relationships and like how they are dealt with. And those things, I love every moment that they're on screen it's it's really is all the superhero stuff that I don't care for. I found yeah. both the fight scenes to be like laughably bad. No, no, no. In this I episode. I thought that the one at the end with the knife thrower was weirdly lame, like purposefully lame. But I did yeah. actually like when the dude came in at the beginning to uh, like steal money from the drug guys. Uh-huh. He, I, I thought there was a lot of cool stuff in there. At one point, um. Somebody's running towards him, and he doesn't touch the guy. He just jumps so high that the guy looks up so hard that he falls over. <laughs> that was pretty great. <laughs> That's a good move. And the guy did a lot of cool stuff with, like, oh, I don't have all the weapons to fight all this, so I'll use tables and jumps and stuff like that. I thought the first one was cool. One yeah. of the things he does is he just flips over, like, a card table. Uh-huh. A table that's, like, an A bulletproof card pressed. table. Yeah. yeah. And he just, like, he gets shot four times, and he's just like, oh, good thing I had this table in front of me. So I thought that was very weird. He's a little strong. And shoots 
like drug darts, like tranquilizers. He shoots darts out of his wrist. That was very important in his origin, where when he first became a bad guy, and he was sent to a school to shoot it up. I think it was very important that he only shoot little darts. That but he knocked. Did he kill his auntie? Uh, I do not think he killed his auntie. I think he knocked her out. Yeah. But I didn't quite was understand. Was that on purpose? I couldn't understand why he did that to her and not the bad lady. If that wasn't quite clear to me. It's not clear whether or not he's always killing people with those darts or just knocking them out. Yeah. I thought that the fight scene inside of the drug realm was great, but then when it went outside, and things outside are harder, uh, it did a couple of things. We had to do CGI, and then la- I think last week we talked about like Universal Studios stunt shows. <laughs> there was a guy that fell off a roof and flipped over and clearly landed on a mattress. That's the most stunt <laughs> show thing you can not do. Not only did he fall off and clearly land on a mattress, they used the Wilhelm scream for that fall. <laughs> So it was like they were doing, hey, whoa, look out for this fall. Wait, very film-educated children might not think this was fake. Let's uh, add the Wilhelm scream in there. Uh, guys, that is all the time we have to talk about Black Lightning. We didn't even talk about the two God Holly tracks. Guys, guys, God Holly's well, back. Well, one was just one sentence over and over again, right? I run this city. I run this city. That, yeah. that song is called T-Whale, just so you know, and it's about Tobias Whale. Oh! Running the city. It is written from the perspective of Tobias Whale. I'm not sure where God Holly is in yeah. this Thank universe. You. Thank you, Loremaster Greg, for that. <laughs> and uh, real quick, sorry, I, I just haven't watched in a while. Uh, Gampy's back. Yep. Black Lightning. Uh, they didn't change the theme song to make like, oh, Gampy's back instead of Black Lightning's back. Uh, but he walked in, and I felt like there was a moment where they were going to finally treat Gampy the way that he should be. Uh-huh. Um, Gamby, uh, or somebody asked Gamby, like, what is that? And he was like, do you mean who is that? And I thought for one second the other character was going to be like, fuck you, Gamby. Like, <laughs> that's how everyone should treat him. And then at the end, he was just, he was so disappointed that, oh, they shot my drone down that was right in front of their face, shining a light on them. Yeah. He sucks. Oh, I fucking hate Gamby. And I hope so does the show. Black Lightning is on Tuesday nights on the CW. Now we're going to move on to the pull list, the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watch this week. That's that green light. You need it like money. That's that green light. Have you stronger than any human? Off that green light. You can take down the giant. Off that green light. like I can take over the world. Off this green light. Hey, pop one of these, you gon' feel amazing. Feel amazing. When it kick in, you gon' feel amazing. Green light. Now your strip should be upgraded. Feel like I can lift the world. Now you activate. Now we're here in the pull list, the part of the show where we talk about every other show that we watched this week. Starting off is DC Universe's Titans. This week on the Titans, Dick wants to find out who he is, and so he leaves the team to go hang out with childhood friend and fellow sidekick Donna Troy, or Wonder Girl, who advises him to try to be neither Batman nor Robin, but maybe a third thing? She also figures out that Starfire was sent to Earth to kill Raven, just as Starfire starts to kill Raven. So, gentlemen, I ask you this. Is spending the whole first season of this show teasing Dick's change from Robin to Nightwing going to pay off at all? No. For anyone? No. But I it don't seriously, think so. It feels like every episode they're like, oh, I guess Robin is in the past now, and you're going to need something new in the future it's like nobody cares about nightwing stop trying to act like when this guy becomes nightwing it's gonna be the biggest deal do you think that there is uh, like a section of the audience out there that they are listening to that are like listen the only thing that gets my dick hard in the morning (laughs) is the thought of nightwing showing up in this show i i mean i guess what they could have been thinking is jessica jones 
was such a hit uh-huh. that like that's the same level that we were excited for Jessica Jones and now we would be excited for Nightwing equally. But that was like a kind of cool, well-written show. Yeah, not like we were all pumped for the character. Nobody knows who Nightwing is. And uh, this reminds me of that scene in Iron Fist where they make the weird Nightwing yeah, joke. Because you guys, th- he's not even nobody big enough. Nobody gives a shit about Nightwing. Stop bringing him up on your shows. We didn't know if that was a reference or not because we like the character isn't that big. Walk up to anybody and just be like, who's Nightwing? And they'll be like, I don't fucking care. If he walks out in original Nightwing collar. Then I'm like, oh, they oh, did it. The they, they made a decision. Dollar? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what? Okay, I would get rowdy for that. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> honestly, the... I'd get pretty fired for that. If they did that, I would. I would immediately say that the entire reason they made this show was so that they could give this guy a huge popped collar. Last week, when Polaris on the Gifted wore her stupid Polaris hat, uh-huh. I was in here just bouncing <laughs> off the walls. So I have to admit, when he puts on that collar, I'll get pretty excited. Uh, did you have a moment of the week this I week? I do. Uh... The future Nightwing got in a fight and he got his lip busted up. Oh no! And then the next morning they show him he and Starfire are in bed because they're in a relationship. Oh no! And uh, they're talking to each other and his lip has like a little like scab on it. But for a second I thought he was wearing a lip ring, and that's my <laughs> moment of the week when wow. I just thought that Robin was just sitting there wearing a lip ring. I thought you were gonna go herpes. Nope. <laughs> lip ring is even worse than herpes. Oh, guys, because you did that on purpose. <laughs> Titans is on DC Universe on Friday nights. Your next show this week is Marvel's Netflix's Daredevil. On the seventh episode of Daredevil, Fisk has basically returned to the crime lord manipulator he was before, with being quote-unquote imprisoned, barely holding him back. This allows him to send in the FBI to raid Melvin's costume shop at the exact moment Matt Murdock is there. Meanwhile, Karen calls her dad, and it's fucking brutal. Taste buds, I ask you this. You ever just call your dad? Not in a while. Sometimes my dad just texts me, call me, and I'm like, shit. Yeah, I mean, no matter what it could be, it's shit. I just always figure somebody has died. Or I'm in trouble because (laughs) even though I'm 37 (laughs) and like I'm not beholden to him in any way, if he just writes call me, I'm like, oh, shit, daddy, what'd I do? (laughs) Oh, no. Do you find the magazines? They just like, moms have this ability to just talk forever. They will keep the conversation going. Moms are great podcast hosts. Dads are like, why are we still on the phone? Why are we still on the phone? And Karen just getting out of this crazy thing where, like, she just witnessed a bunch of people die and she needs to leave town. And so she calls her dad to say, maybe I can leave town to your house. And he says, it's not the best time. Yeah. Is there any other reason that you called me? That's how dads do on the phone. (laughs) Oh, boy. That hits real close. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's bad. Was there, did you guys have moments of the week? My moment of the week was, um, so after all of these uh, reporters got killed by, quote-unquote, Daredevil, um, they have all of their belongings in bags, and all of the belongings start beeping. Everyone starts texting the dead people. Oh, damn. Are, I heard about a thing at the Tribune. Are you okay? Oh, And so damn. all the bags Shit. start blowing up. And Fuck I've never even up. thought about that before. Like, if you collect all of the corpses' shit for people to come bring, like, come collect... Like people it's just going to be ringing. Yeah, non-stop. it's just nonstop beeps all, and there's like forty of them just ringing. Hey, text me so I know you're okay. There's got to be a way that you can just like switch on the phone. It's just like, hey, hey, got killed. <laughs> oh Jesus! Put it in kill mode. <laughs> and just if you, when you're recording yours, just be like, hey, hey, got killed in a public shooting. Get that out of the way because there's like a ninety percent chance. And by the way, it's not just phones. If you have the opportunity to put anything in kill mode, do it. See what happens. <laughs> 
Like, oh. if, if, you, if you have shoes, if you're wearing shoes and it says kill mode, switch it over. You know what? I'm going to say don't do that, listener. <laughs> uh, Daredevil is on Netflix all the time. We're watching it week by week, but you can watch it with us week by week as well if you haven't already. Your next show this week is The Flash. This week on The Flash, Barry and Nora time travel to gather items needed to stop Cicada, enlisting Eobard Thawne in the process. Barry reveals to Nora that Thawne killed his mother, and Nora returns to 2049 to confront Eobard Thawne at Iron Heights. Uh, my moment of the week this week for uh, Flash was the moment where uh, they were running around gathering all the things that they needed, like Speed Force type things. Like they mm-hmm. got a piece of Savitar's armor for to stop Cicada. And um, in the middle of it, they just had to go to uh, patreon.com slash yourpopfilter and donate a little bit of money to uh, help us, the podcast, uh, out. I guess because we're such big fans of the show. Yeah. Um, and it really worked out for them, if I remember correctly. Yeah. and it, Of that w- course it did. That was actually the linchpin for them to defeat their foes. So if you want to defeat your foes or get a whole bunch of uh, cool stuff like articles, uh, bonus little content like shows that we do uh, and other things, you should go to patreon.com slash yourpopfilter and donate one of the various tiers there and get all those wonderful things and help us out. Your next show this week is The Gifted. This week's episode of The Gifted, the fall finale, is called Game Changer. But is it? Sure, why not? Turner is now a full Proud Boy, I mean Purifier. Lauren and the Struckers blow up the lab that could potentially wipe out the X-Gene. Andy accidentally kills Twist, that mutant that killed all those humans in the bank after freeing her from a hellish prison. Johnny T-Bird gets captured by the Purifiers after embracing his dark side and alienating Blink. And the Inner Circle manages to break the security system that holds every mutant criminal at bay, thus releasing them into the streets. So, gentlemen, I ask you this. Now that the stage is set for a full-on human-mutant war all across the country... Is it starting to get a little weird that none of the bigger mutants, either good or bad, are involved in any of this stuff? It's it's often hard to think about, like, how come Iron Man or Superman or Cyclops has never been called for anything that ever happens on these shows? But they specifically talk about the X-Men, like, a lot. Like, never by name, but, like, there's, like, a, li- a list of things they're allowed to say. So, like, they can't say Magneto, right? But they can talk about Lorna's dad and yeah. show his symbol. They can talk about the X-Men, but only because... Johnny Thunderbird used to be an X-Men, and they never talk about any of them by name, nor do they ever say, like, Professor. But they do talk about them, and they talk about how John Proudstar used to be one. Where are they? Or where is Magneto? Like, you or should be getting involved now. do you have a phone number? Now. <laughs> Where's the phone number? I'm wondering if, like, they're going to reveal that this is, like, an alternate universe where all of those people have died horrific deaths and yeah. they just don't want to talk that about it or something. More and more, that's seeming what it is. Like, it's some alternate dimension where they just are not around and only John Proudstar is left from the X-Men. And so they talk about them because they were a force from before. But now there's, like, the Mutant Underground, there's the Morlocks, there's the Purifiers, there's this group called Sentinel Services, that's it. There's the Hellfire Club, but they only brought about them, brought them up to be like, but really we're talking about the Inner Circle, which is, like, a smaller part of the Hellfire yeah. Club. And then it, they do this this way a lot in the show. Once they had said Hellfire Club once or twice, they stopped ever saying it, and they just started saying Inner Circle. They ran out of... Like, they hit their quota? That's what it feels like. Like, okay, you can say that these guys are the Hellfire Club, but... And also... I'm sure you guys remember from the Hellfire Club has like all its own rules and positions and everything. They didn't want to do that, I guess. But it's weird. It's now just the the inner circle. Well, that was the initial pitch of the show. It was a Hellfire Club show. Is that true? Yeah. And then they just moved away from it. Oh, wow. That'd be so much more interesting. Yes. Anything (laughs) would be. Uh, But I get it. Like, it's either that it's a a different dimension or it's like, uh, I've shit my pants. 
I want to call Taylor, but I don't want him to know about. Like Taylor <laughs> could help, but I just don't want him to know about what I have done. See, the thing is, though, they it couldn't escape their notice because now the whole country is basically rioting in the streets, humans versus mutants, and all the mutants get released. So now, if the show is ever going to bring in anybody else, they will do it now or explain why they don't come in, or they won't. It just won't do those things, and it's like we're just the gifted. Calm down, <laughs> like stop at bringing all these questions up. Which that should just be on the like the bottom line yeah. the entire time. We're just the gifted. Uh, Greg, do you have a moment of the week? Uh, they decide they have to like the good guys, uh, Blink and uh, Johnny T Bird decide they have to get this security analyst, and rather than do a scene where they show them apprehending this guy. They just, uh, Johnny T. Birch is standing next to the car, and suddenly he, like, pops out of the air because Portal, like, blink portals him in. And then the cops are already coming and shooting, and they just drive off. And sort of that, the the hijinks of him being grabbed off screen, I'm sure saved them a bushel of money. Oh, yeah. But also, it was just different than the same heist that we've seen a million times. It was kind of cool to have it happen off screen. Oh, I Do like you guys that. know who played Blink in the movies? I looked this up recently, I and feel it's like blanked from my mind recognizer but i don't know I, I, it's somebody named fan bing bing yes. no way get out of town which yes. is uh, and now she's just gone well i think she resurfaced oh like, did she like a couple like two weeks ago or something like that because that was the only reason i looked it up was because she disappeared for a while is she a like a chinese actress who yes. was in china yeah and then like i she was Poof. critical of some people and she just disappeared because like, yeah if you're a like a, a public figure in china and you say the wrong stuff you just you're not around for a while, right? And yeah. You come back and you're like, sorry. You go to some like island spa to get like <laughs> manis and petties. Yeah. Uh, the Gifted is on Monday nights on Fox. Your next show this week is Riverdale. Are you ready for this? <sighs> Let's do it. Yeah. I'm not like, hmm. This week on Riverdale, the show gives us three shows for one with <laughs> different storylines taking different tones. Archie and Jughead live out a slow burn seduction thriller with a dark undercurrent where Archie gets kidnapped by a farm daughter. Veron- <laughs> Veronica gets a smooth mob story by running a casino night and betting the house on a rigged bet. And Biddy lives out an old-school sleuth story with an internal monologue and ends up meeting face-to-face with the Gargoyle King. Taste Buds, I ask you this. On a scale from 1 to 10, how much better would the show be if Betty's internal monologue replaced Jugheads in every episode? Oh, my God. Did you say 11? 11. Yes. It was so fucking good i want an entire show of that just that betty and honestly that archie and jughead series i would watch that too okay i would love if it was just an archie and jughead series because then i could cut a show Uh that would be great i wouldn't have to watch this shit anymore i truly really enjoyed that archie and jughead road trip i want them to like scooby-doo roll into like abandoned towns honestly i like the Archie, like, sort of being seduced by this, like, woman and then, like, being knocked out was great uh-huh. because, like, that Archie's just dumb. But Cole Sprouse as Jughead uh, roaming through that empty town and just taking pictures, I really felt was the most true detective this show has gotten. <laughs> yeah, but butthead, there's the Archie part. Archie was still up in that shit. Yeah, and I, but I didn't mind Archie in this bit. The only bit that I was, like... I don't like Archie, and this is... He broke up with Veronica two days ago. Yeah, Yeah, but uh, not just my favorite actress. I believe that the future Meryl Streep, the one who will get um, automatically uh, nominated for every movie that she's in, is Riley Keough. I think that she is incredible. She's in this episode. I don't know why. Uh, I could see her talking Archie into moving on for Veronica as fast as possible. But Archie says, Jug, let's stop here, okay? Let's keep our secret. Riley comes in. 
Here's my secret. Here's all of my secrets. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed the Were their names Biff and Chet? Biff and Cal. Biff and Cal. Uh, if you want to buy a car, Biff and Cal. I really enjoyed the bit where uh, like Jughead calls and he doesn't get a response from Betty. And Arch is like, dude, you should just go back and like be with her. It's fine. And Jughead was like, dude, Betty took down a serial killer. Yes. You can't go five minutes without <laughs> getting kidnapped and having your shit kicked in. I'm sticking with you. Let's prioritize our worries here because Betty is not one to worry about. Yeah. Uh, which I think this episode showed, but also like how fucked up is that? Gargoyle King. Yeah, I think this episode you were counting on that the entire time, and then when she opens that door to like leave the nunnery and it's bricked up like that, that's supposed to be like a oh fuck, like, like things are fucked up for Betty. And then at the end of the episode, when she is just like zonked out and fully seeing this, zonked like, out on the fizzle rocks. Yeah. Oh man. I'm so glad that they have committed to like last season we had the jingle jangle. You this know, season we've got those fizzle rocks. You know what I really committed. love about the fizzle rocks? It's not just that they look like pop rocks. When they finally make her take them, you can hear they <laughs> sound like pop rocks. <laughs> it's literally rocks. a drug that's in her mouth and is like popping. Like Which that. so great. what is next? If they've done pixie sticks and pop rocks, yeah. What would the next case like fun dip? Necco lemon wafers. Heads? Maybe just like a big box of lemon heads. Oh, man. I'm so excited for wherever they go. But I did really love her. Wax lips. Oh, oh there <laughs> it is. Yeah. That's what it is. Next season. No, Betty, put these lips and pretend like they're your lips. And then they show them like making out with the lips. Um, <laughs> That's uh, hot. So those those two I enjoyed. How did you guys feel about the Veronica Casino Night storyline? Oh, man. It's all centered around basically the dealer in this card game. They're, they're, yeah. they're playing one hand, winner takes all, blackjack. Which is not done. No. You do not play blackjack against other right. people. That's not how blackjack works. That is and not how blackjack works. The dealer who works for her obviously cheats so that she wins. And then they go on like a five minute breakdown of how that was possible. This is not Ocean's Eleven. The guy just yeah. purposely threw the wrong card. This is the worst thing the show has ever done. This middle segment was, I didn't like the farm segment. This middle segment was the worst bullshit. This was like, oh man, we have like basically a thirty-minute episode. Oh, what time is yeah. it? We got we got twenty more minutes. This is Lisa needs braces for yeah. ten minutes. It, it felt like they just really they they had an idea where they were like, we're just gonna like show that Veronica's closer to her dad than we think, but like closer to her dad like in relationship or in personality. In personality, and, and, but I don't want to see that, and it didn't <laughs> work well. I was like. Yeah, she can like cheat when it's good for her to win money at a casino, but like she's also not murdering people. <laughs> I don't need this. But the whole time we did get to watch Reggie, the Reggie that we get to keep going. Uh, what? 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 I did. I I love Reggie, and I'm glad that he's taking on this like Veronica's assistant position. I did. It's opened him up a lot. But it was a bummer seeing this middle section because the other two sections for me, I was like, it seems like this show just like every other week is giving us a new like high point episode. I would say the middle, uh, the first section is bad. The I, final is good, but I would say that the middle section is so bad that I sort of now like the first section. I I liked the first section watching it. It was the most I've liked Archie in a long time. I, I also feel like that section of the show is maybe not 100% for us or it's just not something I can relate to which is like I think there are a lot of places in this country where towns are just absolutely drying up oh yeah and disappearing but like they're not in Southern California so it wasn't until after the episode Move to Southern California it wasn't until after the episode was over and I was like but that doesn't happen and I was like well no Greg 
people have different experiences from yours. And I was like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. No, that absolutely happens. I've seen it. It's real real dark and dim. But Veronica I'm, sits at the bar and she's like, oh, this sucks. We can't make any money serving teenagers mocktails. 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 What should we do about the mocktails? Casino. Oh, we'll start a <laughs> casino. Uh, do you guys have moments of the week, Greg? Oh, my goodness. Uh, it is very hard for it not to be the just cut to the gargoyle king. Who is a real human, we learned. And definitely there's nothing supernatural about the gargoyle king. Uh, listen, I don't think that we learned that definitively. I feel or like at all. this show has just really presumed to keep its foot in the door for so long about definitively saying one way or the other that you have to think it's all going to add up to not being supernatural. Because no, otherwise, it's supernatural, you guys. It's <laughs> supernatural. Is it the two guys from Supernatural? Yeah. I just feel like they would have said it by now. What if it's just like two kids, one on the other one's shoulders? <laughs> But yeah, I, I mean, know. that moment was one of the few in this episode where I was like, whoa, I actually like made yeah. a noise while watching. It, that shot was great. Yeah. That's true. But I think that we're dealing with illusions and normal. Right. I think that she has been so fucked up by some dude in a costume that she has now seen him oh, in other yeah. places. I don't think that she really actually sees him in that scene, but the reveal was fantastic. Your moment of the week? My moment of the week I thought was going to be because this like when you do uh, like 15 minute episodes in, uh, you know, one episode, there's sort of like a Twilight Zone thing going on. Like what is going to be the ending of the crazy thing? And the first one was just that they got away. Right. They didn't kill Hiram, but they got away. Yeah. And in the third one, Betty is cuckoo bananas now. <sighs> but the second one that I thought the twist was that and uh, this makes no sense to me. So my moment of the week was going to be Veronica saying, you know. He's not that bad. I sort of get it, right? He's pretty cool. Um, He looks like me, and uh, I think that I am going to follow in his footsteps. After everything we've been through, that was going to be my moment of the week because that is baffling. But my actual moment of the week was Pop's performance of saying, oh, you didn't hear the news? Um, They just found a body. The body's missing its hands and its head. And him just like <laughs> reading a list of how mutilated Pop, the owner, the former owner of Pop's Chocolate Shop, uh, reading this list of how horrifyingly, brutally murdered this uh, former sheriff is. He read it off like Bubba reading off the things you yeah. make with shrimp. Headless like, shrimp. Handless shrimp. He's missing his hands, <laughs> yeah, his head, his belt. Headless his sheriff. Handless sheriff. Fingerprintless sheriff. But I am remembering it right where like Veronica said he's not that bad of a guy. Oh, and yeah. And then Pop saying that. Not the other way around where Pop was like, well, he murdered a guy this way. <laughs> and then Veronica being like, well, he's not that not bad, bad right? Uh, my moment of the week was uh, just Betty's uh, internal monologue when someone said something to her, and she just bite me. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I wish that she out loud said that more often. Uh, Riverdale is on Wednesday nights on the CW. Your next show this week is Supergirl. This week on Supergirl, Neil wakes up suddenly from a dream involving Agent Liberty. Kara and John look through Manchester Black's apartment. Kara and Brainy help Neo with her dreams, which lead to the old Lockwood factory, where they confront Ben, who was confronted by Manchester Black, who threatened to kill his wife. Kara stops Manchester Black from killing Ben's wife and sends Ben and Manchester to prison, where the latter is visited by John. Later, President Baker demands Supergirl to reveal her secret identity to the world. She refuses, so Baker fires her from the DEO. My moment of the week this week was the moment where uh, Supergirl gets fired, and she's like, oh, shit, I don't know what to do now. I don't have Wait, from the paper or from being Supergirl? From being Supergirl at the DEO. Wow. Yeah, and she goes... Turn oh. in your cape and hair. She's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to do now, and so she just 
she logs on Twitter and she goes to read the wonderful tweets at, at your pop filter. It's a wonderful Twitter account that tweets lots of things about uh, our shows and pop culture. And she was like, you know what? This makes it okay. And I feel like I'm going to be able to save the world now because don't I know followed your pop filter on Twitter. We don't know like who did that Twitter, like who runs that or who tweets. At no. It, but that's but cool. Th- but them but that. thank them for that. What we do know is that they're simply having a wonderful Twitter time. <laughs> yeah, they're really pleasing themselves. I think you can tell. Uh, your next show this week is Arrow. Uh, in this week's episode of Arrow. Ollie begins to adjust to life outside of the prison by just becoming the Green Arrow again. <laughs> chef, of, chef of Chief of Police Dinah decides that it's too hard to get him or anyone else to do what she wants, so she just deputizes a maskless arrow to help the police. Meanwhile, Diggle and Lila are out of options for something and decide they have no choice but to get help from Diaz. Taste buds, oh, I ask no. you this. Assuming Diggle and Lila's help that they need is personal, like marriage advice, what ways would you enlist Diaz to enhance your love life? Just like, um, you know that thing where you have, like in therapy, you have two people just like talk to a, like a, a rubber duck or some other like doll stand-in, mm. just like explain their problems. I would like to but use Diaz. Like a stand-in Diaz? Yeah, I would just like a stand-in Diaz. Like, he, like, he, like hey, just like don't really respond, but like you can like sort of emote, but like they're just going to explain their problems to you, and then you know you just sort of be the receptor so that they can both hear but feel like there's a third party in the room. And I feel like that's how I would use Diaz. I I think I would take the message of Diaz, which is like you got to open your heart for business, <laughs> right? I mean that's like the that's the basis of love is that your heart is open for business all the time, and I think Diaz teaches us that. So um. Felicity, somebody breaks into their house and Felicity shoots them with a gun in her purse. Mm-hmm. And Ollie's like, what the fuck? Why are you doing these things? This, these seems, it seems so harsh to just shoot a criminal. I'm not sure where and Ollie is coming from. And then Felicity says, look, you were in jail and I changed. And I'm not sure that the ways that I changed could like, I, I don't know if this relationship can keep going with how I changed. Because I shoot folks now. She shoots intruders. I'm not sure what the show is doing here. I... Uh, she should probably shoot intruders, I guess. That's what you do. He's wearing he's clearly wearing Kevlar. I mean I'd say do or do not shoot intruders, but it doesn't seem there like is a no deal. Try. It doesn't seem like a deal breaker for a relationship. Especially if it's Oliver Queen, who yeah. just murders bad guys at a nonstop is rate. Is it because she used a gun and not like a tiny bow and arrow? I think it's really because he's still upset that they got married at someone else's wedding. Oh my <laughs> god, if she had a felicity sized bow and arrow, yeah. that would be adorable. She's like in her purse, she just pulls out like this tiny bow but and arrow. But what if it's so small that the bad guy just runs away and falls in love with the next person <laughs> he sees? Uh that would truly be. Felicity. Do you have a moment of the week? Yeah. Uh, and all, by, by the way, um, the last two minutes were, it was just build up. And Supergirl, Flash, and Arrow got the same last two minutes this week. It was all superhero or uh, crossover build up where yeah. all of the superheroes are dead. Mm-hmm. And one bad guy stands there. And the one hero standing is the old Flash from like the 90s TV show. Wow. Yeah. In the Flash costume, ready to fight everything. Old school 90s Flash. So... Crossover is a coming, uh, but my moment of the week is probably the fact that uh, Felicity just said one more time, I don't know if where I'm at right now can really fit into our relationship. They're going to break up again. This is the fifth time that Felicity has said, I'm in, a, I'm, I'm in a good place for this relationship, except that I'm not. And then just gives him the middle finger and walks away. I'm done with that storyline. Arrow is on Tuesday nights on The CW. Your next show this week is Sabrina. 
This week on Sabrina, Madame Satan tells Sabrina she has been tasked with looking over Sabrina by her late father, which is bullshit. Harvey, Roz, and Susie all see crazy Uncle Jesse ghosts and cause Sabrina to look into exercising Apophis, the main villain for early seasons of Stargate SG-1. She succeeds, but Uncle Jesse dies, later revealed to have been killed by Madame Satan. Taste buds, I ask you this. Does the news that season two is coming even sooner than expected change how you are viewing these first ten episodes? And if so, how? Not really, because I've moved on to a Legends of Tomorrow style of reviewing for the show, which is how did they tackle the genre? That's what we're doing here. Like, yeah, we're just doing different horror movies. You know, like we did the uh, we did the Saw movie a couple weeks ago. Tonight we did The Exorcist, and so I think that they're doing good. But no, I'm ready for more Sabrina, and I'm not worried that they're like gonna run out of stuff. I'm I'm ready for all of the different Sabrina ways to do a horror trope. Okay. Are you ready for Sabrina Hereditary? Oh shit! I didn't even think oh, about that. Oh fuck! I'm... Finally, it'll be called Hereditary. <laughs> I really do think that season two is going to be, I think season two is going to be where it hits its stride, but I'm worried that it feels like they might have just d- used the first season as setup to get ready for the second season, knowing that they already had it in the bag. And that's why they're rolling it out like a little bit less than six months after. Okay, fine. But are you bored? Stride means bored. I'm not. Are you at least enjoying what we're watching? I'm. I, I enjoy. I'm enjoying what we're watching. I'm enjoying season one. I just. I feel like season two is going to be even better, and I don't know if that in like that hurts my view of season one, where I'm like, it feels like you held back, but maybe that's just a stupid thing, and I shouldn't believe that. The big thing I think we got from this episode, besides all of the uh, demonic barfing, was <laughs> Zelda cracked. Right? She's finally not so. Yeah. Terrible. All is it Zelda? It's yes. a boy. Or, yeah. <laughs> um, and so and I thought that I thought that went well. That she was like, no, I'm going to be an uppity bitch all the time. No, <laughs> wait, no, I'm no, I'm not going to. And I thought that was a good reveal. So yeah, I I, I sort of agree with you that like at, in the second season we're all going to be ready to do this thing. Yeah. If it almost feels like I, I am enjoying this bit, but I don't know if I feel good about the fact that I. F- I think that season two is going to be like, this is where the show should have started. Did the show get Barb? Do you know? Um, I believe that they uh, weren't able to come to an agreement. They were not able to. No. Yeah. I don't think that they managed to make that deal. I'm going to go to Deadline.com more often to see these deals. Uh, Did you guys have uh, moments of the week? Yeah. My moment of the week was how um, this show has done a lot of things that are not great, like like disorder in the court. (laughs) But when they go against... Like the way that they find Catholicism as disgusting as Catholics would find Satanism, I actually find endlessly entertaining. So there was a whole conversation where they were like, Catholics, ew! And I loved it. Uh, remember when they because uh, someone jumped something in a well uh, in this episode and they jumped, dumped two things and there's a obviously recycled splash sound? <laughs> was it the Wilhelm splash? <laughs> yes, the Wilhelm splash. Uh, and I just really enjoyed that. Uh, Sabrina's on Netflix all the time. Uh, season two comes out in uh, mid-April, but we are still going through season one episode by episode, so tune in for us next week when we watch episode eight. And then the week after that, a Christmas special. Ho, ho, ho! Uh, your final show this week is Legends of Tomorrow. On this week's Legends of Tomorrow. Do you guys actually think that I can do this right now? I believe in you. Constantine is helping out a woman wrongly accused of being a serial killer in 1890s New Orleans. The real killer was Mike the Spike, 
who inhabits a sailor doll and then the Martin Stein doll that we used that was used for therapy last season. And all of that happened in one day. <laughs> and there's werewolf love, Ray's mustache, and Zari turning into a cat. Taste buds, I ask you this. Did I miss anything from that? Um, well, Constantine has a gay lover uh-huh. uh, who he sent to hell to defeat a demon. Uh-huh. And he keeps trying to undo the fact that he himself did that because yeah. he also oh, yeah. forgot about it. And then they broke time at the end of the episode. Oh, and... Uh, yeah, like, time is crushed, Oh, right? yeah, no. Which, I wonder, like, is that the thing that leads to, like, Elseworlds? Or did, like, Legends just not get the memo that they were going to do a crossover? The showrunner specifically said, we are not involved this year. We choose to not be involved this really? year. Really? Mm-hmm. That's so cool, because then they don't have to get bogged down in the tone of these other shows. But in the meantime, they broke fucking time. Yeah. You know what? I think that's a fucking baller move where they're just like, hey, we don't want to do this, like be weighed down by these other shows that we don't want to like interact with. We're going to do our own kick-ass storyline in the same week that you're doing yours. And for the CW to say, okay. Yeah. I thought they would come down and say, like, no, you have to. Like, this is going to double your ratings, idiots. But they said, okay. I... I, I think that is such a... Sh- it shows me that the people who are in charge of Legends of Tomorrow know that what they are making at this point is a good product and they stand by it and they're willing to like put it on the line for it. And that re- it makes me respect the show about, even more. Is, was that all about Ray's mustache? Yes, 100%. <laughs> because the moment he revealed that mustache, I was like, oh my God, it looks like me. <laughs> that is what you see in the mirror when you look in the mirror. I'm so glad that I can finally see someone that looks like me on television. Brandon Routh with a mustache is what you see when you look in the mirror. Absolutely. It's either that or uh, Sebastian Stan from I, Tanya. Those are the two things when I look <laughs> in the mirror. That's what I see. What? Am I a big, dumb idiot, or is it not quite explained why Zari turned into a cat? It hasn't been yet, and I'm so excited for them to explain that. Because they showed that, like, whoa, can you believe it? And it's like, I get, I don't know. There was no preamble to it. There was no, it's just a cat wearing her, her collar. I don't know why it's a big deal. But it was shot like, whoa. Yeah. Well, I mean, it <laughs> is a big deal. She's permanently a cat. And yeah. did you guys see the title for oh next week's God. episode? <laughs> what no. is it? Legends of Meow Meow. Oh! <laughs> They've oh done God. it again. <laughs> Guys, Legends of Mars is a good fucking From show. From the producers of Bebo. I legitimately, okay, when the little creature who is like a uh, Mike the Spike goes in and inhabits another puppet, did you guys think that it was going to be Bebo? Because I sure as hell did. No. Oh, no, I forgot about Bebo. I, I think I'm starting it. to forget, like, I'm starting to understand that the show doesn't need Bebo. That's, That's the right. thing. I think they were like, we're not going to get Bebo dependent here. No, I think I think Bebo was a season, what was that, three thing? And then now they're like, all right, we're done with Bebo. Oh, I hope he's going to come back occasionally. I though. mean, hopefully. But Bebo means a lot to me. But listen, that <laughs> fucking... Named my wait, kid, hold on. Me and Bo. Greg started his hit single, Sorry. Bebo means a lot to me. Bebo Let's means <laughs> a lot to me. I think of him every day. Uh, but that Martin Stein puppet was... Everything that I have ever dreamed for, and I don't need anything for Christmas anymore <laughs> because Legends oh, of Tomorrow gave it to me. What is what is a bigger deal? Is it the puppet or the mustache? Because the puppet was a big deal, and that's two puppets that Paul Rubens was the voice of. Yeah. On the other hand, we have Ray's mustache, the second most dramatic Superman growing a mustache drama that we've <laughs> ever had. <laughs> it because uh... they did not have to CGI that out. 
No, but this is what happens when you just let a Superman grow a mustache. And I love that they were so committed to it just to give Ray a mustache for an episode (laughs) because it's not going to stick around. He shaved off half of it partway through. So they just were like, hey, what if this episode Ray just had a mustache? Constantine is dealing with the loss of the one love of his entire life. We have severely dramatic scenes going on. We're like, Constantine is lying and like keeping every all of his emotions inside. In the meantime, Ray has a mustache. And then Ray says, Gentlemen, 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 I mustache you to calm down. (laughs) And then there is there's also the moment where uh Sarah is dividing people up into teams, and she goes, Zara, you're going to be on their mission. She's like, you can just say the B team. Yeah, they all know. And they're yeah. like, there is no B team. But then when they're gone, they're like, but there the is an A team. The second the B team is gone, you <laughs> high five about the A team. Of course, because they're the A team. Uh, I, also, I love how they've been getting their missions this year. Uh, this week's was they saw something on the back of a cereal box. And they're like, well, we got to go check that out in our time machine. And a fucked up cereal box. Yeah, and and Ava was... Uh, oh, cereal killer. Oh, I get it. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> and, but uh, Ava was that person who I am, who is like, oh, what? What's this fact about this cereal? Oh, do you mean in 1867 when this person murdered 14? I people? just love murder. Is all you guys? I like no, I murder. don't. I don't think that's that weird. If like they read on the cereal box that that this had like a uh, red food coloring number five, and Ava was like, yeah, that's my jam. <laughs> that would be weird yeah. to be a serial killer fan at this point with all the podcasts and the documentaries and whatnot. Right. I think that's totally fine. And that's another way that I enjoy finally seeing someone who looks like me up on the screen. And <laughs> Ava would know, even as a clone, if there was a strong ass female serial killer in the 1890s, she would know about it. Oh, so she's sure. like, nope, this is bullshit. To the time shit, my friends. That is like fully, I would know about that shit. Did you guys hear about the the guy who he's admitted to now to like he might be the most prolific serial killer in history? He's like, he's like, oh yeah, I'll just give you all of them. I murdered like 70 more people. Here's all the details. Yeah. I will admit to you guys right now, I killed one more person than that person. Oh, that's okay. so about that shit. Yeah. What do you think of that? I'm not well, trying to listen, be an asshole here. I don't I don't like a one upper. That's not my style. And also, the murders are weird. Stop doing that. Now, you have your thing. I have mine. Stop killing you all build the your, people. You build your World War II models, Greg. I'll have my hobby. That's true. Uh, moment of the week? I must ask Greg to not reveal my moments of the week. Sorry. <laughs> it just it felt organic, Ryan. I had to bring it up. You can't not. He my, said, I must ask you a question. Mine was almost the fact that um, Rory is still banging that character from his novel who's yep. still alive, I guess. That's weird. But He uh, taught her a word. It's another Rory one, which is uh, Ava and Rory are like, trying to get on, uh, trying to like be friendly for yeah. Sarah Lance. And Sarah Lance says, oh, she, he wrote a book. And she says, Ava says, I would be surprised if his novel isn't misogynistic and derivative. And Rory goes, it is. <laughs> that was also my moment of the week. Because how can it not be? That was so, if I can't choose that one because Greg already chose it, it's the fact that there was a Martin Stein puppet who tried to murder people with a knife. And that was great. Uh, but yeah, it was, it is. My Just, wife, uh, who doesn't watch the show, but will walk in on me watching it as if she's walking in on me masturbating. Just looking at porn. <laughs> Watch the puppet thing, like walked in on the puppet thing, and she was like, "Oh, Legends of Tomorrow." Like it's like it, it's just how the show rolls. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a no, great it's show. Luke Cage. Yeah, <laughs> they're having a weird moment. 
It's a wonderful show, and you should all be watching it if you aren't already. Please, guys. There's a Martin Stein puppet that tries to murder people in this episode. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow is on Wednesday nights on the CW. That's it for the show this week. Uh, this show was brought to you by YourPopFilter.com. Go to YourPopFilter.com. It's the home for all of these podcasts and various other culture, pop culture media that you can check out. If you want to help us out in a way that isn't Patreon, which we already discussed earlier, you can go to yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. Buy things there like you would on regular Amazon, and it helps us out. Uh, if you like videos or little clips, if you want a very easily digestible way to share the show with people, like you're like, ah, I want other people to listen to this, but uh, like I don't want to send them like a whole episode if they're not into it, uh, just send them... Uh, to our YouTube at youtube.com and search for Your Pop Filter. We have uh, little clips from our shows and various other things that are set to videos that are nice and digestible bits uh, of us so that people can get a feel for us. So either go there if you want to check them out for yourself or if you want to get a friend into the show, send it to them and send them our way. If you uh, want to uh, subscribe to our stuff, uh, go to iTunes. That's We're there. We're on all those things. Uh, if you want to contact us in ways that aren't social media, Go to contact at yourpopfilter.com. That's our email address. And we will uh, take your questions or comments uh, and we will read them on the show if they're good or even if they're very, very inflammatory towards us. We, we will do any of those things. Or if you want to call us, if that's easier for you, you can call us at 1562-DRDJPOP. That's 1562-DRDJPOP. He's a little robot associate. It's not, uh, not dissimilar to Bing Bing. And he will take our phone calls for us and then deliver them to us. And uh, if we uh, will take those just the same way that we do your emails, it's just the same. It's a way to contact us. Uh, that is it for this show. Next week, guys, we are going to be covering the Elseworlds crossover event. Whoa! Whoa! That is going to be Supergirl, Arrow, and Flash are all teaming up. There's also going to be a little movie that comes out called Into the Spider Verse, and we're going to be talking about that. And also, a ton of shows are going on mid-season finale week next week. So Yay. it is going to be a huge goddamn show next week. Please tune in. Tell all your friends to tune in. For Greg and Taylor, for Taylor, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike, who has sincerely passed on, but we hope he will be back next week. <laughs> and for the uh, moved beyond, Mike, we are the world. We love you. Goodbye. Farewell. So long. Auf Wiedersehen. Adieu. Uh, sayonara. Aloha. Um, Virgin Sky, Virgin Day, Virgin Sky, Virgin Sky, Virgin Sky, I'm just waiting for your uh, your ending word, which is typically blah blah.
Whenever you're ready. Mucklucks. <laughs> Galoshes. Gazebo. <laughs> I'm bouffant. <laughs> I got the record.